Hi there, and welcome to this Disney podcast. My name is Jose. I am your host. So um, today we're going to talk about pretty interesting subject, um, and this is uh, something that uh, I found to be pretty interesting, um, which is the the Disney name tag, uh, which um, you know uh, it's it's something that every new cast member I know takes uh, a lot of pride in, especially when they when they become a new hire. Um, I myself. Um, worked uh, for the Walt Disney Company. Ooh, my God, this is back in 1996 to 97, I believe. It was just a brief year. I worked at the Disney Store in Century City, California. I was a cast member at the Disney Store. I was the greeter and as also part of the uh, collectible section. So um, I could only speak of my experience back then. I really cannot speak to the way things are currently done at the Walt Disney Company. Um, you know, they've been through um, uh, a couple of CEOs, um, and I know that uh, things happen, decisions are made from the top down, um, and there's been a lot of restructure with the way the company works and so on and so forth. But that is a whole different story the and topic, but the focus of this podcast is pretty much the name tag, and I think the philosophy behind that name tag remains the same. Um, and it was very, very, uh, I remember when I got my first name tag, it was like a huge deal for me, and um, the the training that they had back then was called um, the the guest service cycles, a five step cycle that um, as soon as you walk into the store, uh, the guest is supposed to have an experience that started with a greeter, and through each and every section had a specific um, uh, experience, and then it would end. Uh, as the guests walked out of the store. And uh, when I left the company, they, they started to um, implement a new, a new one called Magic. Um, but uh, I believe that right now they call that Traditions. Um, but uh, once again, that's just, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't work for the Disney company right now. Um, so I, I really wouldn't be able to say that. I'm just speculating. I, I really don't know. But back in the day, that's that's the way it was. Um, so having said that, um, you know, the thing about the name tag um, and uh, what I, I think one of the things that they kept, uh, they kept is back in the day when you were uh, one year in the company, you got uh, a, what they called a double bubble. Um, so when you look at the name tag, the 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 top part is has a little bubble in the oval where your name is, and then they had uh, they added a little bubble at the bottom where they would put after your first year, they would put a steamboat willy pin, and um, that's probably uh, a little secret I'm giving. I'm I wouldn't say it's a secret because if you look online, they probably tell you um, it's all over the place. So after your first year, you get a steamboat Willie pen. And I think uh, after three years or five years, you get a, a Donald Duck. And then 
it, 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 it goes from there. I think uh, we only had 1% out of Donald Duck. Um, but other, other than that, uh, there was a lot of uh, Steamboat Willies. And I, I happened to get my, my double bubble, and I did get the Steamboat Willie. And um, uh, it was just a huge honor. And I, I remember it got um, a cast member watch. They had like a little egg hunt in the store. It was just... Oh my God! This the the experience back then <laughs> it was just one of the best experiences of my life. Very memorable. The stores have changed so much. I'm so so sad that that uh, they pretty much closed down. I think in California they only have like two or three, um, and they are just like um, outlet stores, and they're so so different than the way they used to be. Um, uh, back in the day, I remember you walked in, there was a, a media section where they sold DVDs and video cassettes. Oh my God, am I dating myself? And then they had, uh, PVCs were, which we called them PVCs, but they were like these little, uh, plastic, uh, character figures. I remember I, I gave them away a lot during Christmas. They had the children's section, the adult section, and the adult section actually, believe it or not, Disney stores back in the day sold adult apparel. And um, they sold vests, ties, boxers, socks, uh, silk boxers, which I had a few pairs of. <laughs> they were they felt so good against my skin. Um, uh, they had silk boxers, they had ties, I had a few ties, um, and uh, they had socks. Uh, shirts, they had button-down shirts, polos, Henleys. Um, it was just amazing. And they had, this is the part that I miss the most about the Disney stores. Uh, I'm sorry I'm going off in a tangent, but the, the stores back there are just fantastic. They had um, like a watch section because I'm, I'm I collect watches. And this is, this is the time when I actually started my collection. They sold like character watches. This is when Disney and Fossil had like a contract where Fossil would make watches for Disney, and they were just like a really, really cool watches. And um, they had like a really, really good uh, selection of watches. I mean, right now you go to like Disneyland, they only have like five or six. I mean, back then they had like 20, 20 you could choose from, and they had um. You know, they, they it varied from ages. You go from adult, teens, tweens, and the kids. I mean, they had the basic Mickey Mouse watch, and they had some. I mean, they, I think if I remember correctly, they went up to like the Citizen watches, which like were a few hundred bucks. Then we had the collectible section where we had pieces that you know went up into the hundreds. Um, you know, a few pieces that went maybe like a little over a thousand dollars. Um, but they were like these nice collectible pieces. And, um, that was my section because I knew a lot of the rich history of the company. So I was assigned that section. I was one of about 16 people that interviewed for the role that was hired. Um, and, um, I became like their master folder. So we had something called a Disney fold and, um, they showed us how to fold t-shirts and, fold them in a specific way and I was really really good at that so I worked at that and I helped open the Santa Monica store which is I think right now it's an urban outfitters I forgot and the third street promenade in Santa Monica um but yeah the stores are just fantastic in the background they would have plush mountain where every night we would we would just um 
you know, arrange all the, uh, the plush toys. We called it plush mountain because it was literally a mountain in the back and they had all these, uh, little television screens that made this huge, um, uh, this kind of a huge picture. It looked like a, a big screen. Um, but it was, um, Oh my God, I still remember the music for that. Um, like making memories, making memories, taking pictures, making memories, taking little pieces of time, making them yours and making them mine. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I, I, I digress. But the thing is that when you're listening to that that loop for hours on end, it kind of sticks in your head and it still does to this day. That of uh, a laser disc off and to the side where we would listen to these um uh, it was just the video loop would just go on and on and on and on it was it was really cool i really liked it really liked it i loved it um you know so that that was pretty much my experience at the at the disney store century city and um i loved it i loved it i loved the time there but going back to the memories i've had of my training we're going to talk about specifically the name tag and how does that kind of apply to our lives? I mean, the name tag. Well, I, I think it, there's a very important lesson in the name tag. So the philosophy is that, uh, that um, the name tag, and you just see this, it's, um, it's, it's to contain your first name and only your first name. So you will never see a name tag that has your first and last name or just your last name. And I think throughout the years, they they allowed you to have, I could be mistaken, I could be wrong, but uh, it would have your first name, but it would also have the city, the city where you, um, where you live, where you're from or where you live in. Um, but at that time, mine did not have a city. It was just my name. Um, and I remember there's also a version where it says that I speak Spanish, which I do. I'm very fluent. Yo hablo español. Um, and um, but that name tag, I think when I left the company, that the name tag was lost. So I still have my name tag. I still have it. Um, the double bubble is the one that I kept and I took with me. Um, so. It's supposed to have your first name, but I think at the park they ended out through the years. Uh, you could add like the city where you live in or where you come from, um, but at some point you could add like your favorite city or character. I think that was the case, but or, or, right below your name. And this, I know some of the. Uh, I had a friend that worked at Disney, um, and he would say like some some of the cast members would have like. Um, <laughs> like the place that they that they like they would put, put like the moon or mars or something like that it was just some some ridiculous thing so they kind of stopped doing that but um the name tag back then just had the name and um the icon on the top is the division of the waltz the company that you worked at um mine has the the mickey mouse with the um the movie slate uh indicating you know that it's the disney store um, so it, it's supposed to have your first name and it's supposed to be strategically placed over your heart. And there's a reason for that. Um, according to the, to the training, um, you, the purpose of the training was for you to treat your section 
and um, to take care of it as you would take care of your home. And not only that, but whenever someone walked into your section, they were to um, you were you were to treat them as a guest, as you would a guest in your home. And you know they they, they call that being on stage. Uh, so that you, you hear the term uh, when you're on stage or backstage. So backstage in in Disney terminology is anything behind the scenes. So when you're backstage, you're you're in the back. When you're literally on interacting with guests, that you're on stage. And to me, that never ever left. I, I if somebody said you're on stage or you're backstage, I know exactly what they're talking about. Um, and because uh, you, you're always putting on a show. Uh, whenever you're interacting with guests, whenever you're on stage, you're putting on a show for the guest. And you're and you you're you're supposed to interact with them as you would a guest in your own home and take care of them as you would as a guest in your own home. That's the idea behind it. And so when it comes to the name tag, your name is supposed to go over your heart because that's when you're you're empathetic. You know, you're empathetic from the heart. The empathy comes from the heart. And um, they just really, really teach you how to um, really show empathy and show kindness. And um, uh, the training is just fantastic. I, I um, That's why, you know, the, the Walt Disney Company, when it comes to guest service, is the creme de la creme, top of the line that's why people pay through the nose to have those experiences because it, it all it, it all boils down to the cast members. The cast members do just a fantastic, fantastic job at at making the 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 interaction so magical for the guests, and it comes down to their training too. And the, they've even expanded. I mean, back then it didn't exist, but now they have the Disney Institute and the Disney Institute. I mean, they came out with this book called. Um, be our guest. It's written by by the Disney Institute and and some author. I have the book, I've read it, and it goes into details of of all of this. So, um, it's a really good read if you want to know about how Walt Disney was really into details and everything has a reason. And it, it was the method to the madness is just mind blowing. But anyhow, I digress. All right. So back to the name tag. I'm going off on all these things, but I'm talking at least about the name tag. Okay. So the name tag, it goes over your heart because, it, you know, that's where empathy comes from. And um, and it only has your first name. Okay. So um, the reason behind this is because, um, and I'm going, I'm going off of memory, okay, because I tried to do some research on this and I... And I, I can't find I can't find anything to jog my memory or the or, or find like a copy of the guest service cycle training manual of any way. Um, but anyhow, the thing is that um, the um, the purpose for having the first name is because when Walt Disney was head of the company, he wanted people to be on a first name basis. And you hear this from Walt all the time. Uh, from interviews of people that interacted with him, um, Walt Disney himself said he didn't want to be called Mr. Disney. He wanted to be called Uncle Walt or Walt. And people, and then, and even if you hear interviews about, uh, like from um, 
people that actually interacted with him, they they don't say Mr. Disney. They say Walt because he they when they interacted with him, that was that's the way that they were conditioned to uh, um, to interact with him. It's like they called him Walt. Um, so no matter how high or whatever your position was within the organization, you are on a first name basis. So think about that just a little bit. Okay, so and this is where the lesson comes in. Back when Walt Disney started this company and started to implement the uh, the name tag, I would imagine would be around the time that Disneyland was being conceived. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not a Disney historian, but I would imagine that either where the studios were were being in play, or or um, the the theme parks, the theme park or parks was being conceptualized. The the name tag started to to appear and back in that time the 50s and 60s i mean everybody was known as mr mr or mrs and the last name or miss i mean from an organizational standpoint i the culture back then based on everything i've seen in terms of uh, mainstream media it's it, it was very respectful um, I didn't live through that. I mean, I'm a I'm a child of the '80s and and '80s and '90s. Um, so, uh, I mean, now and even then, in the '80s and '90s, when I grew up, it was still you know you don't you really didn't call a teacher Mister or Miss. Um, I, I'm sorry, you always called a teacher Mister or Miss and their last name. Uh, but I went when I went to um, when I went to college in in the two thousands. Um, I called a lot of my teachers by their first name. Uh, and uh, and this is at, at a college level. Um, you know, I I don't know. Maybe it was just the culture of that particular school, but even even in the workplace, um, from corporate. Uh, from the corporate level of all the various manufacturers, and I work for very conservative companies, Asian companies uh, for the Asian manufacturers uh, that are very, very, um, uh, they're very conservative, very respectful. I mean, I had to wear shirt and die, uh, slacks. Um, you know, these companies, and these were like in, in 99, 2000 forward. And I had to go, I had to go to work in a tie. And, you know, that, that's, that's kind of old school, very corporate old school. Um, so, but even then, even when the dress code was like that, I would address my superiors, even to director, vice president by first name. It wasn't Mr. or Miss. Uh, or miss or ms um so that's that's the lesson here um so walt really wanted to equalize that i mean that in the the context of the time when he implemented this that was a big deal i mean think about it it's a big deal to equalize equalize so that there's no people above 
or below you. It's kind of like when you address somebody. I mean, obviously, the level of respect, depending on the on their um, on what position they held in the organization, you know, you have to respect that. But in terms of the name, it's at an equal level, and that's something culturally that Walt Disney wanted to have. Nobody is better than the other. We're all equal in that we interact with each other the same and we treat each other with the same level of respect. That was the idea behind this. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just, okay, we're just going to have the first name. No, the idea behind it was we're all going to teach, uh, treat, I'm sorry, treat each other with the same level of respect no matter what position you hold in the organization. And that is the lesson to be learned. I mean, when it comes to our lives, you know, there's sometimes, and, and I said, and I said this in a previous episode when it came to comparison, sometimes we compare up and sometimes we compare down. And when we look down, when we look down, I mean, that there are people that, that we, if we're honest with ourselves, we look down on. And sometimes, sometimes it, it's, it's children. And, the, you know, somebody, somebody you guys may say, well, like, what's wrong with looking, looking at children at that way? Well, you know, my godfather told me something very, very important. And he made a very, very interesting lesson I will never, ever forget. And he said, always treat children with respect because they may grow up to be your boss. <laughs> and he's, he's so right. I have had young people um, that, you know, I, I have children that I've interacted with that I've always treated with respect ever since I heard that comment from him. I don't look down on young kids just because they're kids. I don't look down on them. On the contrary, I have to be open that that child can teach me a very important lesson. I don't look down on them just because they may have, in my opinion, an experience. And I do stress that in my opinion, because the reality may be something else. The reality may be that that young person, that child, or whatever the case may be, may be more experienced and may have some knowledge that I don't, that I haven't had the privilege of experiencing or knowing. And that person very well may grow up to be not only my boss, but my peer. And whatever memories that person has of me, Treating them as a child is going to grow up with them because a first impression is a first impression, whether you're young or old. And look back on your life. When you were a child, look at the people that were nasty to you. I bet you can remember them easily. And the people that were happy, that, were, that treated you with respect, that loved you, that cared for you when you were a child, you can remember those as well. But unfortunately, you tend to remember the negative experiences the most. So, having said that, 
We should treat each other no matter what with full and utmost respect. No matter what position in the organization of employment, of life, we shouldn't look down on people because they have a lot to offer. And we could learn anything from anywhere. I mean, look at look at the 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 um, the message from uh, Ratatouille with uh, the food critic. I think his name was Egon. Well, I'm probably thinking Ghostbusters, but <laughs> I digress. But anyway, I forget the dude's name. But that food critic with uh, with Remy. He realized that, you know, that an amazing and great talent was in Remy. A rat. I mean, the the character was a rat. But he had an amazing talent. And he realized that. And he, he had to ponder on it. He had to think about it. But he realized it. And he's like, he embraced it. So, you know, that's, it's kind of the, 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 the same thing when it comes to our lives and it all, you know, and, and I learned this lesson a lot and it really brings it home with the name tag because we're all at the same level. We're all at the same level. We're all human. We just have different roles. We live in different places. We have different we lead different lives in all walks of life. Different, we have different walks of life, but we're all the same. We're all the same. If there, if if um, I mean, I like to think of of the of something that I, I came across in in social media. You know, treat your life as if everyone was blind. Because when you're blind, you know, a fancy car, a fancy watch, you can't show me (laughs) all the money you have or don't have. It doesn't matter. What matters is who you are, your character, your name, Jose, Emily, Juan. Angela, who you are authentically as a person. That's what matters. That's what matters in the end. We as a people, as a people, that's what matters. It brings things into perspective. And I think Walt was so ahead of his time. It's a small world. And his company... And, and he set that culture in his company so that we can all respect, love, embrace each other as a people. That's why I love the small world ride because it embraces all the children of the world, the children of the world. And you know why children? Because children's don't hold biases. Children don't hold corrupted beliefs. Children are innocent. 
mean, there's a, there's a reason for all this. There's a method behind his madness. There's a method for his message. Because he could have easily ch chosen adults. He could have easily chosen various ages for that attraction. But no, he chose children. Because there's innocence in children. There's no bias in children. There's only love in children. There is only that um, mentality of play. Like him. There's only that desire for um to play you know as i said there's only that that want that desire to play and it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you want to play with me we can hold hands there's no bias that's why i've i, I that's one of my favorite attractions um i visited the the one in disney world in florida the one here in california it's it's just magical that message of unity so you know that's that's the message I leave I leave you with um, you know Walt Disney started something that was very powerful he was ahead of his time and it inspired me it, it definitely did and that's what I want to leave with you when you when you see a um, cast member the next time you visit a Disney property or, um, or you may go to a Disney store or, or what have you you look at that name tag there's a big meaning behind it there's a big philosophy behind it and um, you know there's there's just something to be said about uh, about respecting each other so um Thank you so much for listening, and um, uh, I encourage you to uh, to subscribe. And uh, as always, peace, love, and Mickey Mouse. <laughs>